1: All right, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Moving on through the week. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's here, going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's got the news. Aaron and Fran holding it down, as always. Glad you're in on a Wednesday night. Slick Rick, how are you? Good, Big D. How are we doing tonight? Very good, very good. How was your day? It was a good day today. Feeling better?
2: Yeah, I'm feeling a little better. I'm still hacking a little bit. I know they want the guy with the cough to stay home, but I'm here.
1: I'm I'm powering through. No, they want you here. They love Slick Rick sports. We'll do sports with Slick Rick coming up. Mr. Delgado's going to do some news tonight. How are you?
3: Uh, I'm doing better than Slick Or Sickrick. Yes, say. I Sickrick. Right.
1: Oh, oh. Sickrick. I like that. That's it? Right. We could go with old Sickrick. Okay. <laughs> I'm not
3: hacking. I'm not, uh, you know. Are I, you I in don't... a better mood? Me? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're very I convincing. So. <laughs>
1: you're very convincing.
3: Possibly. I think so. You okay. Know what? You know what threw me off? I hit a deer this morning. Oh. A deer. A little baby deer. Oh, Well, not a baby deer. bigger. But... So that kind of started my day off on the wrong foot. Yeah, that's terrible. Oof. That was horrible.
1: Um, we have a lot of deer on Long Island. We yes. have too many deer on Long Island. We have a lot yeah. of deer on Long Island. Yep. It's a it's a big, uh, you know, uh, my son just got his afraid. permit to start driving. He's oh, been really? driving. And it's like, that's one of those things, boy, you just never think of. Yeah. yeah. You know, you try to teach them all the other things. You never think about, man, you got to keep your eyes out for... Uh, Never had that growing up in Connecticut. I could tell you that.
2: When you said your son got his permit, I thought you meant for a gun. <laughs> oh,
1: no, not, not yet for that. And for forgetting here in New York, it's almost impossible. I forget, right?
2: Oh, well,
3: yeah, hit a D.
1: So okay, yeah,
3: and that's something you, got, you do. And you got to be careful too, because, like you said, it's not something you expect. But I've noticed that they usually travel in packs of three. If you see one, there's usually two more coming. So you got to really you, you look around. This this time, they just kind of they all just appeared. I think they're getting. I think because there's so many of them, like you said, they're not as afraid of, of of you know cars and people as much anymore, and it leads to you know mm. I, I've just seen more and more you know more deer hits on the road lately.
2: Yeah, they're damaging.
1: Uh, yeah, can be big can time. Say that again. All right, glad you're in on a Wednesday. So you know what I've noticed? I've noticed, and this is not uh, by any means any extraordinary. Um, you know finding on my behalf obviously but biden's people are really stupid i mean just <laughs> all the way down the list you know what i mean i mean they're just all as i as i watch more of this this i watch these testimonies in congress these hearings and just every single one of them somebody you haven't even heard of and you're like who's this and it's it's biden's uh, you know some cabinet member The uh, cabinet, the the secretary of the interior, I saw this moron. Secretary of Transportation, moron. Secretary of, they're just not serious or smart people at all. Some of the questioning these last couple of days on some of these people, this, um, I think her name is Deborah Mm Hyland. She has no idea what her office even does. (laughs) Why am I not surprised? She was questioned, and I mean, you talk about the basics. Like she sponsored bills before she became the um, secretary of whatever she is, Interior or something. So, the, so one of these Republican congressmen is asking her about her bill. Green New Deal, deal thing. Uh, maybe it was the actual Green New Deal. Couldn't answer anything about it. Had no idea what was in it had no idea what the bill said asked very direct questions about do you think we should be getting our oil from venezuela and these kind of countries or should we for the environment what would be better she has no answers like literally no answers to anything we seen that we saw the faa guy that biden put up oh yeah he didn't know anything about didn't even know how planes. many wings were on a plane yeah <laughs> he's he's thankfully gone We've seen the two, you You're what even is that about two judicial nominees? Yep.
3: And, and you know what? And it does take me back to the Senator Kennedy. It's like, well, I think Senator Kennedy is just like, you know, we were saying somebody's tipping them off. You don't have to tip them off. Ask these people basic questions. They can't get it right. They don't know anything. I think that's, I think that's really what we're finding out. You don't have to be Columbo. Just ask them basic questions like, "Oh, I don't know, what is a woman?" Ah, jeez, that's a ooh, that that flabbergasts them, throws them, throws them off like crazy because they can't figure that one out. Hey, what's the uh, <laughs> what's the brain emotion? Oh, I don't know. Everybody else seems to know, but that guy didn't.
1: It, it, just ask basic questions. Hey, when did you what'd you have for breakfast? Ah, jeez, he got me again. I mean, they're just <laughs> not serious people. I mean, it's just it's 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 scary. So, yeah, her, so the person I'm talking about is Deb Haland. She's the Interior Secretary. And I didn't pull this clip because this is another thing can we talk about. All the money we spend, is there a way to get cameras on these congressional hearings that shoot regular, like, uh, TV? Not TV from, like, 1970? Like, put, if you could put up my screen, Aaron. Like, look at this clip. I didn't pull it because how could I play this on the real screen? I can play it on here, kind of, because you at least get the idea. It's like four by three, like recorded in 1980. Like we can't, we don't have technology in these congressional hearings to shoot uh, semi looking decent video for the public to consume. They can, they're just not doing it right. That's actually a widescreen video being squished into four three. I mean, it's crazy that this is what we have to pick from when we try to find these things. Just listen to a little bit of this woman.
4: Uh, Madam secretary, you were in Congress in the 116th Congress, correct? Yes. And you were a supporter of the Green New Deal?
5: Um, Yes, I I ran on that.
4: You co-sponsored it. Mm
5: -hmm. Yes.
4: (laughs) You said, and I quote, I 100% support a Green New Deal.
5: Yes, I ran on that when I had my first campaign in Congress. Yes.
4: Are you aware aware the Green New Deal bans fracking?
5: Um, Congressman, if I could just say. It's a yes or no. I, I am aware of whatever the Green New Deal had at the time, however many years ago that I
4: signed on to it. It does, and I'll enter uh, the Green New Deal on the 116th for the record. But are you aware that it also bans clean coal?
5: Thank you, Congressman.
4: So is that a yes? Um,
5: I, I don't... I- Honestly, it's 2023. You were a co really sponsor of the bill.
4: It. Are you aware it bans yes, clean I, coal? Yes,
5: I, I am aware of... I'd be happy to look it up and refresh my memory on the bill. I, can, I sponsored I can, a lot I can, of bills. I can read you the resolution. I
4: sponsored a lot of bills when I was in Congress. You also said you 100% support a Green New Deal. Are you aware also that the Green New Deal bans oil and gas leasing? Thank you, Congressman. Is that a Yes.
5: If you're telling me and you're reading it from there,
4: yes. All right. So you would agree that the Green New Deal bans fracking, bans oil and gas leasing, and bans clean coal. Do you still support the Green New Deal?
5: Congressman, as the Secretary yes of the or no? Interior, do you support it or not? Well, I'm a, I am a Secretary of the Interior now. I'm not, no longer a member of Congress.
4: So you do still support the Green New Deal? Yes or no? I,
5: I, in my current capacity, I don't. I am not.
4: Would you still have co-sponsored the bill in the one sixteenth had you know that it banned all this?
5: I, I'm not sh- sure of the question. If I I co-sponsored now, it when I was a member of Congress, points, I'm no Knowing all in. these points, knowing all these points,
4: would you have still co-sponsored the bill? It's a very simple question. Thank you.
5: I, I ran on thank, the Green Thank you was election. your response?
4: It's yes or no. Would you still would you co-sponsored or not? I co-sponsored it, yes. Okay, and you don't regret that? No. And that's... you still stand by your statement that you want 100% support when the Green in...
1: Okay, hold on. <laughs> One more. One more from this genius. One more. Wow.
6: So, Madam Secretary, is it your policy that critical minerals should be sourced from countries that are stewards of the environment, like the U.S. and our allies, or sourced from Russia and China that don't share our same values?
5: Congressman, what I'll say is the president is committed Pretty to... Pretty
6: much a yes and no. It's it, your policy, madam. Um,
5: our policy is to um, work to make sure we have the best... Um,
6: I'll take that as a maybe. So are you aware that China produces more emissions than any other, co- any other country in the planet?
5: I have probably read that somewhere.
6: Are you also aware that China produces 90% of the world's plastic from four rivers?
5: I will take that as, as.
6: Have you also, you also are aware that China is the biggest offender on illegal fishing?
5: Thank you, Chair. Congress
6: have Ms. you wow. read the Department of Interior report on critical minerals dated December 17?
5: December 17th of 2021? Uh, oh,
6: 2017.
5: 2017. I have not read that full report twenty seventeen.
6: Are you aware that China controls by proxy production the supply chain of critical minerals that are critical to both the EV world and defense?
5: Thank you for that information.
6: Are you aware by multiple That's studies no. that in order to satisfy the present requirements of EV and critical minerals to defense, it would take an increase of 2,000 percent of mining for 20 years. Are you aware of that?
5: Thank you for the information, Congressman.
6: Are you also aware that northern Minnesota is home to those critical minerals that are necessary for EV and our Defense Department?
5: I think there are critical minerals across our country.
6: Did you, before you put a moratorium, did you identify you and believe fast track those sources of critical minerals that you just mentioned.
5: Are you talking about in Minnesota and the boundary I, waters?
6: You had mentioned that there's other places within the United States yeah. that also hold critical minerals that it's are required bad. for the country. Did you identify those and have you fast-tracked the production or permitting? We are or identification
5: th- in Minnesota particularly?
6: Across our country, can you pick any place that you've identified for an alternative to critical minerals to fast-track so we're not vulnerable to China and Russia for our very critical economy, both in defense and EV?
5: We are working currently on identifying those critical minerals. That is um, uh, with the U.S. Geological Survey, and of course we—
6: But you would identify— And you would agree that not having the critical minerals identified and produced in this country would present a security problem and prevent us from moving ahead on multiple issues and we're vulnerable to China for very critical components of our economy. Would you agree?
5: Um, Congressman, I know that energy independence is a priority of President Biden.
1: (laughs) Wow. That's the, um, that's the Secretary of the Interior. Wow. She's responsible for all the management, conservation, federal land. As he just was questioning her, that, that's who's in charge.
3: Oh, is she an interior designer before this? In I don't get all it. All
1: your national parks.
3: This, this woman is a dunce. She's a moron.
1: She's <laughs> a member of Biden's cabinet, as are many others who are on that intellectual level. At least under any real questioning.
3: Oh my goodness! She should resign immediately. She should have resigned. That the next question should have been: Is there anything you know? Because every question was was thank you, thank you, thank you, Damon, thank you, because she
1: couldn't say yes. And you wonder why China's on the move? All these places are on the move, are either overtaking us in in everything we're doing. We have people like her in charge of these of these agencies. Wow! I don't I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I could be the Secretary of Interior if that's the standard. Anybody could. Thank you. All right, live from Studio 6B, lots to get into on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in sports and news coming up. Live from studio six B on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in. Wanna thank everybody for their support of my run to be the new interior secretary. <laughs> someone said uh, someone said Damon you don't check enough boxes, which is probably true. So
3: well you know what? I think I'm gonna apply to be the secretary of the exterior. Because I mow my own lawn and uh, yeah. you know, I do stuff like that. What was the, the comment you things. said you
1: saw? Somebody said, yes, what?
3: Uh, uh, D- DJ DeClown says, Imagine her working the drive thru. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
1: uh, um, uh, thank uh, you. Uh, I
3: want to have, a, let me get a number two with, uh, with
1: a <laughs> yeah. large fries. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any cheeseburgers you. up? Well, thank you for that information. <laughs> I'll take that as it. <laughs> I've had drive thru workers like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That, exactly that would be enough for me to just drive away oh my god but that's all his people that's yeah. and that's where i started to get into i mean that's the, I've, I've more clips today i mean even the guy who runs that outfit over there across the street he was yeah. testifying again in the today. Box. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: he's clueless they it's the checkbox brigade they just they, you know
1: what you press got secretary for this? Sure. clueless done interior secretary clueless defense department clueless Buttigieg, clueless, Harris clueless, I and mean, they're all clueless. Secretary of State clueless. That's why the world's moving on us on everywhere. I mean, it just mm. I, I've said the same thing over. These are not. I said it before they even all came in when they when he <laughs> when he won. There's all the wrong people at all the wrong time to deal with uh, just not serious people. That's just amazing. exposed, just totally exposed.
3: <laughs> so. Hammerchuck says, imagine if he said you suck she probably would have said thank you for telling me that thank you i, I
1: have heard that somewhere i'll take that as thank you i heard thank that you. somewhere congressman oh thank goodness. you all right let's do some sports sports is brought to you by our friend mike lindell my pillow mypillow.com slash lfs6b a lot of you have written said you've been shopping for eastern that's great stuff i'm gonna run a promo here coming up pretty soon i did this once in the three years that we've been doing this show now on real America's voice and it was great. So I'm going to do a promo with our merch and, um, and Mike Lindell. So if you purchase anything from Mike Lindell, I'm going to send you out some free merch. So we're going to do that nice. coming up as well. Oh, swag, yeah, because um, we've got great stuff in our store as well. 6bshirts.com. So and
3: it's every shirt that Damon's ever wore. He's going to be giving it
1: away. <laughs> well, no, I would. No, 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 Rick, I'm not doing that. That would be awesome. It's going to be, it's going to be fresh and new, right to your uh, right to your doorstep. So oh, nice. All right, slick so Rick. Let's do sports. Sports is brought to you by, like I said, Mike Lindell and my pillow. What's going on?
2: Well, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Host.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that, yes. Oh, I should say,
2: Mr. Host. Yes, thank you. Uh, NBA, let's get to the scoreboard. Big D right away. Bucks, Rick, talking about deer, right? Well, we got the Bucks right now. They're leading the paces 73 69 at the half. Nets and Rockets locked at 39. That's also in the second. All these games are in the second. Uh, Knicks trail the Heat by 10, 30 20. And Sixers right now trail the Mavs 37 31 in Philly. We got the Lakers up 18 8 over the Bulls. That's in the first. Clippers and the Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies up 13 to 5. Right now, and Thunders over the Pistons thirteen twelve. Jazz and Spurs locked in at fourteen apiece in the first. NHL action: Panthers over the Maple Leafs one nothing. End of one. Also end of one. Capitals and Islanders no score down in Landover. We have the uh, Wild and Avalanche coming up at ten o'clock. NCAA: We have some uh, men's basketball going on right now. Uh, FAU and San Diego State. Actually, that, that's for uh, Saturday. Excuse me. I wanted to get to the that's NCAA the Final four. So that's the final four. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. We got the two games. And then we got the Miami game in UConn. That'll be the nightcap. That'll be some two games, one at six and one at nine. That's if there's a
1: if there's ever a problem with the natural resources in Pennsylvania, and they have to have Biden, her, and Fetterman in the same room to discuss it. <laughs> yeah.
3: There will still be natural resource problems in the state of Pennsylvania.
2: That could be a, a long meeting. You yep.
3: ima- imagine, imagine Fetterman questioning
2: her. Oh, that would be well, I mean, glorious. If you think about it, all three of them are out of their <laughs> fracking mind. You know, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Slick so Rick, Continues. Story. Yes, I continue. Let's go over to a couple of stories, Big D. Well, here's some news. NHL Commission hints league could end Pride Night events amid growing number of opt-outs. Uh-huh. This is to Todd Houston. Yeah, Breitball. what do you know? Here you go. They, get, they got the memo, I guess. Yeah. NHL commissioner Gary Bettman, whom I've never really loved, recently noted that the league might begin reevaluating the idea of holding gay Pride Nights with the increasing number of players and teams opting out either for religious or foreign pressure reasons. Recently, several players have opted out of wearing gay pride jerseys during gay pride night, and at least three teams joined these players to eschew the jerseys. Two reasons have been offered to explain these actions. First, several teams and players have cited a new law in Russia that outlaws gay propaganda and pinpointed the law as worrisome for the safety of their Russian-born players and those players' family members who are still living in Russia. They fear players being seen in gay pride jerseys could cause Russian authorities to target them. Secondly, players have cited their personal relig- uh, religious beliefs for opting out of wearing these jerseys. Commissioner Bettman has defended the decision to opt out, but the growing number of those choosing to do so is forcing the league to face a dilemma, and Bettman noted that the league is, some- is something the NHL will have to evaluate uh, in the offseason. Uh, this is one issue where players, for a variety of reasons, may not feel comfortable. You know, we get the gist of it. But uh, to date, three teams have opted out of the Gay Pride jerseys. First, the Chicago Blackhawks decided not to wear them during their Gay Pride night, and then with uh, the Minnesota Wild and also the New York Rangers opted yeah. out of wearing them during practice. So, yes, you know, I mean, New York. Yeah, I don't think that would fly too much. So uh, with the Rangers, uh, the tough tough going team there. But uh, and uh, I got, uh, well, NFL votes to allow players to wear the number zero big D. I don't know if you saw that earlier today. That's a number that hasn't been worn in the league in probably 50 years. But now the players will be able to wear number zero. Is it shattering news? No, but that'd be pretty cool to see a new number introduced into the league this year. And uh, anyway. Like maybe your a,
1: da, maybe Dak could wear it for the number of championships he has. Yeah, since well, he's I, been there.
7: I knew
2: that was coming. I mean, I'm just thinking. Uh, I, knew, I was going to tweet that because Micah Parsons from the Cowboys, a great linebacker, was wearing it, and I felt like saying zero. I said, "How about one championship in 30 years? Can you give me that?" But I, I didn't want to get on Twitter and get blown up. Uh-huh. Not worth it. Too much work to do to be answering all Too those people. Work. Anyway, that's a rapid sports. Big D, back to you. All right, slick so Rick, we'll do some more in sports
1: <laughs> coming up. Let's do some news. News is brought to you by our friends at EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. What's going on, uh, Rick Delgado?
3: Ah, Well, some personal news. The NHL, if you stick to hockey and not uh, sexual preferences, I'm sure your product will do great. Over in news, uh, check this out. Biden White House remains silent on the IRS visiting Matt Taibbi. What a surprise. The White House declined to comment earlier today on the IRS agent's visit to journalist Matt Taibbi's house Coincidentally, on the same day, he testified to a House subcommittee investigating, you guessed it, the weaponization of government. I, uh, the IRS is part of that government. The surprise March 9th n- uh, door knock came as a Twitter Files collaborator described his reporting on how the government pressured social media uh, platforms to censor online speech. The Post asked at asked at the first White House press briefing since the news of the visit broke Monday about whether the visit was part of a campaign to harass and intimidate Taibbi related to his journalism. White House spokesman John Kirby uh, declined to provide a substantive reply.
1: Substantive? (laughs) He said, you'll have to talk to the IRS. That's (laughs) what his reply was. Just that.
3: He said, I'm afraid you're going to have to refer to the IRS. Federal law prohibits, of course, the IRS from commenting on individual taxpayer matters. And Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, whose department includes the IRS, also was pressed for answers on Wednesday by House lawmakers. Uh, What are the chances of that being just luck, said Chris Stewart, Republican out of Utah, asked of Yellen and the timing of the visit that the IRS appeared at someone's home while he's testifying mm. about the weaponization of the federal government that he's testifying uh, in front of Congress. Because I think it's a it's it's minuscule. I think it's a one in a million or less. Stewart said Yellen replied. It's cer- certainly something that I would want to look into.
1: Yeah. So she gave at least a semi real answer. Although I'm sure she's, you know, she just really doesn't care. But no,
3: and she probably won't. She
1: at least said she she acted like she cared, unlike the, uh, she
3: didn't say, Kirby you.
1: who just said, no, yeah. you have to talk to the IRS.
3: She didn't just say thank you.
1: But this is so in your face, yeah. and as the, as the congressman pointed out, it's probably a one in a million chance because they don't do this. They don't show up at your door. They send you letters if if you have any issues with them if they have questions about something they send you letters send it to your accountant and that's how it works yeah
3: and, and even on the rare
1: chance on the, damn,
3: <laughs> the I, rare chance they use a phone it takes it takes well over a year before a phone number will even pop oh, up oh right? i mean forget it it's crazy but
1: I mean, now yeah, we're going to stop by. the idea that anybody could frame this as anything other than clearly what it is is, is delusional there's they're not even trying to hide it there's no other explanation that anyone could even begin to buy. All right, more news when we get back. 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in. Lots to do. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's going to do some more news. Aaron and Fran holding it down, as always. Glad you're a part of the show. Our friends in the Getter Chat are flying. Chat's flying. Good to see. Make sure you like and share the show. Make sure you follow us on all our social media, uh, at LFS6B, pretty much everywhere. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Truth, Getter, Rumble, uh, Instagram, lfs 6 B Show. It's the only place we don't have LFS 6B. Uh, but we keep dropping great stuff on all the platforms, so make sure you follow it on Facebook if you're following. Make sure you're sharing if you can. Uh, get the message out, because that's what it's all about. So follow us on all our social media as well. Make sure you follow Real America's Voice, at Real AM Voice. Um, let's do some, well, you know what? Let's do, because we didn't do it yesterday. Let's do story time Ooh. with Kamala. Cut eight, Aaron. If you get that fired up, roll it.
0: In South Africa, part of the world's largest radio telescope is under construction, oh. which will help answer some of the biggest questions of humanity about galaxies, about gravity. Innovation, I believe, to be the pursuit of what can be oh. unburdened by what has been. <laughs> oh, she got Innovation. Yeah results in one's ability not only to see but to do things differently new methods, new products, new approaches, new ideas we innovate to be more effective and to solve problems
1: mm. wow I mean it just hits differently Wow! just hits differently, <laughs> right? Such just dope <laughs> <laughs> What is what in blue hell is she
3: talking about? Nobody knows. They just send her I I'm convinced they've gotten to the point let's just send her somewhere. Yeah. Let's just get her out of the house. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: Disney's doing a ribbon cutting, send it down there, you know, whatever it is. You send know?
3: her to Africa. She can't, she can't really do much in Africa, can't she?
1: Oh, well. <laughs> all right, let's do some more news. News is brought to you by our friends at Early Treatment Meds. Early oh, Treatment goodness. Meds, all one word, dot .com. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. 50% off. Great stuff uh, at 7cells as well, 7cells.com. But Early Treatment Meds, if you're looking for ivermectin, if you're looking for veloxamine high-dose vitamin D, Slick Rick, hint, hint, um... <laughs> Whatever you need, if you're feeling under the weather, they've got it for you. Check it out.
2: You got any samples?
1: <laughs> I, I do. I got plenty. Uh, let's do some more news. What's going on, Rick? All
3: right. Well, this is, this should come as no surprise to anybody. Coming out of the New York Post, the U.S. Marshals were told not to
1: arrest. Oh, I have this story myself. This is unbelievable.
3: All right. Do you want me to hold? No, no, do it. All right. Uh, U.S. Marshals were told not to arrest the abortion protesters at SCOTUS's Justices' homes. Yes, coming out of the New York Post, U.S. Marshals assigned to protect Supreme Court justices' homes following the reversal of Roe v. Wade last year were directed not to arrest protesters unless absolutely necessary, according to newly uh, revealed documents. Senator Katie Britt, Republican out of Alabama, unveiled a series of training slides used to prepare the marshals for their assignments as she grilled Attorney General Useless Garland at the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee hearing on Tuesday. I threw in the useless part. Um... The slides instructed the marshals to avoid, unless absolutely necessary, any criminal enforcement, any criminal enforcement involving protesters and that making arrests and initiating prosecutions was not the goal Mm -hmm. of being stationed outside the residence of the court's six conservative jurists. Britt noted that the word not in the latter slide was italicized and underlined for emphasis. Another slide directed uh, marshals not to engage in protest-related enforcement and to allow the protesters to exercise their First Amendment rights except to protect uh, the justices and their homes. Britt said the slides were obtained from a Justice Department whistleblower. We need more of those who objected to Garland's March 1st testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, At the hearing, Garland insisted the marshals were empowered to decide the field whether to make arrests. However, another slide cited by Britt directed marshals to clear any enforcement action with the local U.S. attorney's office in advance and warned it it is counterproductive to make probable cause arrests on cases that the USAO will not charge and prosecute. Were you at any point before your testimony at the Judiciary Committee aware of these training materials or the fact that the marshals had been heavily discouraged from making arrests, Briss adds, asked Garland. For the first time uh, the, he responded, and this is a clear play on words, this is the first time I've seen the slide deck. That's not the answer to the question. Noting uh, that he's also the first attorney general to ever order marshals to protect justices and their homes.
1: You have, so a, I, federal, you have a federal statute. We yeah. talked about this at the time. You compare this to the treatment of the J6 trespassers, at worst, some of them, trespassing, jaywalking, and what's been going on there. You look at the Summer of Love, uh, Black Lives Matter, burning the country down. You look in Portland, what happened, uh, as stormtroopers, as Nancy Pelosi put it, tried to keep the federal courthouse from being burned down. You look at how all of these situations have been dealt with. Here you have a federal statute that outlaws protesting in front of a judge's home, Breaking federal law. And as we said at the time, why is it not being enforced? And you talk about a dual system of justice mm-hmm. on how, um, you know, these, these different groups are being treated. And here's a perfect example of it. And now we know why they weren't. Because they were encouraged not to. Almost ordered not to arrest. Why? Because the crowd that was doing this was more in line with the administration and the people in charge. Their views are more in line with uh, Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice. Oh, I know, I know. No, we're not politicized. We, we apply the law equally. Well, how can you say that? Was the law a- applied equally here? Because to me, it seems like kind of black and white. You either break federal law or you don't. You either, you either violate the federal statute or you don't. So if you're violating the federal statute, what gives? In some cases, you're actually allowed to violate the federal statutes, I guess. If, these, if the powers that be decide, well, it's not like a, not like a serious violation, it's just a small violation. Right. Is, that, is, that how, is that how the equal, is that how it's going to be, um, the, the, the scales of Lady Justice, this is how they're going to be applied? Because that's what it seems in this, in this case, that's what seems to have happened.
3: Yeah. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we played the, uh, I forget who was grilling him. Um, was it Ted Cruz that was grilling Garland over, over, you know, the, um, who decides to prosecute?
1: It could have been. Yeah. I think it was. They don't, they don't, they don't decide on the ground.
3: Right. And he, he's like, well, that wasn't the question. You know he was asking him why he wouldn't uh prosecute, I believe And it was a big back and forth,
1: right, and that's what he told Cruz and the Washington Times, who has a is the piece that I had on this, says Mr. Garland told senators earlier this month that his prosecutors couldn't bring cases unless the marshals made arrests right, and that the marshals on the scene didn't think there was a reason to do that Miss Britt why. said the guidance documents showed they were directed not to do that now we know why, yeah. They were actively discouraged from doing so. By the way, a Katie Britt, I wasn't as familiar with from Alabama. I've watched her like three days in a row now in some of these hearings. Boy, she she's quickly becoming um, someone to keep an eye on. She's good in these hearings. Very good in the last couple of days. Again, I don't know much about her, but I've seen specific clips of her. And I actually today was like, who is this? And it was her. I actually followed her today on Twitter. Because of one of them. No, she was good. So, I don't know if she's good all the time. Maybe right. people from Alabama might tell me, ah, damn it, she's a rhino. <laughs> uh, she was good. She was good, the couple of clips I saw. Um, she was questioning somebody today about the bank fraud, I think. And she basically said to him, well, do you feel like you used, looking back now, did you guys use all your p- power in the review? When you're reviewing this, did you use all your tools that you had to try to avoid these issues and the guy said something like well i want to wait for the final review and she said you know this is what people can't stand this is what people in the united states are sick of you come in front of us we ask you did you use all your tools you're not honest about it but when i asked you at the beginning of the hearing do you think you need more power to avoid this in the future you all said yes but now you're saying you don't even know if you can tell us that you used everything that was already at your disposal because you want to wait for the final report. So, well, what is it? And she drilled them. Nice. Yeah, she was good. Katie Britt. Make but, sure. But so the Department of Justice here again, it's just this is we've never seen. We, we've never seen. And this is what I said to Rick in the in the break. As far as the, um, this is just another example. Um, what were we talking about in the last segment? What was the story? Um, the Matt Taibbi in your face, they're just in your face. They just don't even care. It's like, it's like Mark Hauk. It's just to send a message. No one, no one is outside of our reach. It doesn't matter. We'll come get you. We'll intimidate you. We'll weaponize the department of whatever we need to Mark Hauk. The state says, don't no, There's nothing here. We'll send the feds after you. Exactly. Just to send you a message. Hey, Taibi, you want to think about sitting in front of us again and talking about this? Well, let's, let's show you. Same thing. Look, We've parents, never seen anything like this out of the Department of Justice.
3: Parents, you, you actually want to say in your child, in their development, oh, and
1: yeah. their education? Oh, well, so you might uh, want to think twice about that. Well, I think you need to have a discussion with the FBI. Send some of our boys up to those meetings. Yeah. I I think
3: uh, <laughs> I think Jim Jordan's Jim Jordan's gonna be busy for a long time going through all these agencies because they, it seems like they've all have been weaponized and using some of the dumbest people as you've seen, um, but they've all been weaponized. They've all been given marching orders. Here's what you do: We need to go after this. We need to go after this side. We need to, to criminalize anything they do, anything they think. Um, you name it, they're going to come after it. They're coming after uh, gas stoves. They'll come after anything because they feel like they know better. And this is their agenda. And they think if they can achieve this, they'll be in charge and the world will be perfect. It'll be a perfect disaster because we already see what is happening in the two and a half, not even two and a half years, two years and two months since these morons took over. And it's just getting worse. And, and, and at some point, even people in blue states, man, they're going to be like, that's it, I can't do it anymore. You know what I mean? They're fil- they'll finally have that New York City, I got to vote for Giuliani because I'm going to die if I don't moment.
1: Hopefully it'll come sooner rather than later. Boy, I don't know. I got a story today out of the, um, off of Fox News. New York has the country's most burdensome burdensome taxes new study shows blue state tax burdens significantly higher than red state taxes and not only taxes but regulations new york imposes the most burdensome taxes on its residents of all the 50 states according to a new study wallet hub compared the 50 states in terms of their property taxes individual income taxes sales tax Uh, excise tax in order to calculate their overall tax burden or the proportion of total personal income that residents pay towards state and local taxes. And when we get back, I'm going to quickly go through the top 10 and the lowest 10, and you see if you can figure out what the running theme between all the two groups is. It won't be that hard. All right, sports and news coming up. Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Night. Trying to play referee here between Slick Rick, <laughs> Sick Rick, and uh, Rick Fiction here. It's like uh, ridiculous. <laughs> Two of them going at it in the commercial what? break here about whatever. Yeah. Nonsense.
3: Well, no, he's, he's sticking up for Christy1949. <laughs> right. Saying <laughs> that a... Dems will never change. I'm talking about the voters, not the ones in government, Christy1949. Okay.
1: Christy1949 in the chat usually after me for something, so never. it's nice to see her after you tonight. So good, good for you. Have fun. Not,
3: not so much. I just <laughs> shut her down. <laughs> oh, oh, boy! Oh, you did a great job. <laughs> oh, yeah. You Thank sound you. like
1: the interior secretary. Oh, exactly. uh, let's okay. do some sports. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Use our code LFS6B. Anybody, well, I was going to wait to do this. Should I just wait and it doesn't matter? Thank anybody, you. anybody who buys the MyPillow 2.0 or the new Mattress Topper 2.0, so anything 2.0, if you buy between now and, let's go Father's Day. Wow. wow. It's a couple months, right? Two Ooh, months? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, next 60 days. That's fair. Uh, send me the receipt and then pick yeah. whatever you want off them. I'll send you whatever you want. That's longer than Off that, of man. our uh, merch. Two and a half. Anything you want. Any size, any color, any shirt. Any shirt, I'll throw it. We'll drop ship it right to you for free. Um, wow. Slick so, Rick, let's do some sports. Sports that's is brought to you by Mike no Lindell. I think I just said that. What's going on, Slick yes. so, Rick?
2: All right, well... The Predators dedicate win over Bruins to victims of school shooting. This is uh, Michael Gallagher of Breitbart. Uh, 24 hours prior to the Nashville Predators' 2-1 to win over the Boston Bruins, hockey was likely the furthest thing from the minds of most of their players. Just one day after a fatal shooting that left six dead, including three children at the Covenant School some 25-plus miles south in Green Hills, the Predators knocked off the top team in the NHL. The Predators wore stickers on their helmets to remember the victims and dedicated their victory to those lost during Monday's tragedy. Magic events. It's been a tough couple of days in Nashville, Predators' captain Roman Josie said. Holding a helmet, the team usually awards to its player of the game. A lot of people were affected, the whole community, our team. So tonight, we're not going to give this to a player. We're going to put the, put it on the table and just be thinking of the families that were affected. Defenseman Ryan McDonough did not fly with the team to Boston on Monday. Staying back to be with his family, his three daughters who attend the school close to where the shooting took place, were in lockdown Monday afternoon. Uh, we felt like we needed to go out and do our job the best we could and sacrifice and leave it all out there and just try to maybe bring a little of inspiration to the city of Nashville, McDonough said via the AP. Uh, the Predators, who are now just three points out of the final wild card spot in the Western Conference, snapped the Bruins seven-game winning streak. It was just this, the 12th regulation loss for Boston which needs five wins in its last games uh, to tie the NHL record for single-season victories. Boston is a very dominant team, so don't make mistake, this was a monumentous victory on a night when maybe you gave a, just just a little blink of hope to those that enjoy hockey and have families and uh, just, you know, the story just continues. I'm sure we're going to hear so many other inspirational stories, but nice to see when sports can come across and do the right thing. And it's a that's a that's a nice shine on the NHL, in my opinion. And uh, well, male powerlifting coach breaks woman's record to protest trans inclusion policy. This is from Robert Krejcik of Breitbart. Avi Silverberg, head coach for Team Canada Powerlifting, self identified as a woman and broke the provincial record in Alberta, Canada for women's bench press in the heaviest weight class to protect the growing penetration of men's competing in women's sports via transgender policies. Redux, a media outlet uh, describing itself as providing feminist news and opinions, reported this on Tuesday. Avi Silverberg, a powerlifting coach who has worked with Team Canada, self identified as a woman last week to participate in the women's category at the Heroes Classic Powerlifting Meet held in. Lethbridge, Alberta. Silverberg was attempting to highlight the unfair advantage males have when competing in women's athletics. In participating in the Saturday event, Silverberg unofficially broke the Alberta women's bench press record for the 84 kilogram category. The Canadian Power Union CPU announced a gender self-identification policy earlier this year, explicitly allowing any males to participate in women's competitions on the basis of gender alone. We hear this all over, so good point to be proven, right? The Mm -hmm. previous record holder for Bench Press in the 84-kilogram weight class is Ann Andres, a man described as a trans-identified male. Andres was in the front row and witnessed Silverberg's demonstration at the uh, at the meet on Saturday. The Bench Press competition was held under the sanction of the Canadian Powerlifting Union. In February, the CPU began allowing men describing themselves as women to compete in powerlifting sports. The CPU's trans-inclusion policy declared its acceptance of left-wing uh, neologisms and associated concepts such as cisgender, gender expression, and gender identity. Competitions and CPU sanctioned events should be able to participate in the gender with which they identify and not be subject to requirements for disclosure of personal information beyond those required of cisgender athletes, according to the powerlifting organization's policy. So he just went out, broke the record, set a new record in Canada, and clearly he was a male. He was no question. This is a guy, big guy, burly guy. Got up, and uh, you know, you know, it, it, this is starting to really. I mean. I open up sports. There's at least three to four transgender stories in every single sports report. And uh, just want to bring it to light. I think this is a good forum to do it on the show. And uh, hopefully this will become eradicated because it has no place in sports. Joe Rogan had a tirade today of F-bombs about transgender athletes and how it's such a robbery to the female athletes of what's going on in all of sports. And, you know, he's right, Mr. Rogan. And that's a wrap. Big D, back to you. I mean— You know, we keep
1: talking about Caitlin Clark, and I keep seeing more and more people jump on that bandwagon and talking about her. Like, I mean, just think about what she's doing right now in women's college basketball. We've never seen anything like this. 40-point triple doubles. From the great state of Iowa. She's got range. As soon as she crosses half court, she could shoot it from anywhere. I mean, she's taken this team to the Final Four. She's accomplished things that, I mean, she's making women's college basketball watchable. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it really it rarely was ever watchable, other than UConn, Tennessee, back in the day. There's some other decent matchups, decent rivalries, some decent, you know, tournament games we've had over the years. But Gino has been the Gino and the Huskies have been the um have been really it for the last 20 years. Yeah. And now you've got South Carolina, you had Tennessee, and you've got some other Stanford. I guess has been okay the last couple of years, not this year. But uh, yeah. But what Caitlin Clark is Intention. doing. I saw that. You know, the cheapest ticket for the women's final four is like $350. You wow. know, you that's know, the 100 men, more than the men's. The men's, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the men's is like 140. 80,
2: yeah, 180, Yeah, something yeah. like that. Woo, That's the Caitlin Clark effect. She's something else. And, you know, I now saw that. Now, just a story ima- about her. imagine if there was. I mean, I don't
1: know. Just, just imagine if she was playing against guys who said they were girls and, and yeah. she was losing by 100 points every game.
2: Yeah, she scored two points or four points. That's it. And the recruiter said when they were recruiting her when she was in high school, she said, I want to play for Iowa. I'm going to bring them a national championship. And the recruiter kind of chuckled and says, well, that hasn't happened in a long time. But she says, I'm going to do it. In high school, she said that. And that's why she went to Iowa.
1: She's unbelievable. Some of the stories I've heard about this girl, her work ethic and just everything. Keep your eyes out. Caitlin Clark. She is unbelievable. All right, Slick Rick. Very good. So this, um, we'll do some more sports coming up next hour. This article from Fox News today. So here, here's the states with the highest tax burden, and just see, just, just perk up your ears and just figure out if you can see what the running theme is. Here we go. Uh, number one, New York at twelve point four seven percent. Shocker. Okay, uh, Hawaii at twelve point three one percent. Maine eleven point fourteen percent. Vermont. Who do we know from Vermont? Ooh, ten point two eight percent. Connecticut. 9.83%. New Jersey, 9.76%. Maryland, oh, uh, 9.44%. Minnesota, 9.41%. Illinois, 9.38%. <laughs> and then, surprisingly, Iowa, number 10 at 915 So other than Kim Reynolds in Iowa, what's the running theme of those nine? Mm. Wonder. Blue. Let's go to the lowest overall tax burdens number one oklahoma number two missouri number three montana number four south dakota number five wyoming number six florida number seven tennessee number eight new hampshire number nine delaware and 10 alaska so again a couple a couple outliers there with democrat leadership but uh and by the way, the worst, Alaska, the worst Oklahoma is 7.12 uh, percent, still lower than the 9.515 in Iowa. So New York, number one: taxed to death. Two, live from Studio 6B. I can't believe it's Hour 2 already. That was fast, fast, fast. Hour 2 on a Wednesday night. Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Slick Rick sitting right there hitting home runs. Going to do some sports. Rick God is going to do some more news. Aaron Fran holding it down. Glad you're a part of the show. Our friends in the getter chat are fired up. Steph 44, GRH 4345, Patriot Mermaid, Care to Walk. Florida Sun Goddess. Captain Proton, Ted 44, 589, all of them in there. Good to see everybody. Um, we got a crazy town coming up to get to, and I've got some other clips. Well, I've got a bunch of little clips I want to get to. Matt Gates was excellent today. Man, there's times that Matt Gates is just... Um, his questioning is just, he comes absolutely informed, knowing exactly where he wants to go. And, he, uh, and he, you know what it is? I think he, he, almost, he almost seems to prepare for the non-answers he's going to get, and he knows exactly where to go off those non-answers. Right. But I want to start with Ted Cruz because um, Alejandro <laughs> Marquez was uh, testifying. And, of course, he is the disaster that's responsible for the southern border disaster. And um, I don't know. People were fairly easy on him. Cornyn had a couple moments, shockingly, that were okay with him. Senator Mike Lee was very cordial to him, even though he was getting to a point. I thought he, thought. I think Mike Lee's always pretty good in these. Josh Hawley was excellent. I have that. Jo- Senator Kennedy was also very good. I have him. But Ted Cruz was not having any of Mayorkas' BS. And it went a little something like this. Cut one, Aaron. We can't watch it all, but let's start it. Roll it.
8: Good morning, Secretary Mayorkas. Good morning. Is there a crisis at our southern border?
9: Senator, uh, there is a very
8: significant. So that, that's a yes
9: or no question. There's a very significant. <laughs> is there a crisis? Senator, there's a very significant I, challenge. I think your microphone American is not you. on. There is a very significant challenge that we are facing. Yes or no, the is there a border. crisis? I believe I've addressed that question. So you're Senator.
8: refusing to answer?
9: Senator, uh, there is a very significant challenge. and Will we are you answer if there's a crisis? Therefore, we are dedicating the resources. Okay, so you're refusing we- to
8: answer. Well, Secretary Mayorkas, I'll tell you someone who is willing to answer, which is your and President Biden's chief of the Border Patrol in a sworn deposition in July of 2022 when asked, would you agree, Chief Ortiz, that the southern border is currently in crisis? Answer: Yes. Notice none of those wiggle words, none of that equivocation. One word, one syllable: yes. Are you willing to speak with the same clarity as Chief Ortiz? Is there a crisis at our southern border? Yes or no? S-
9: Senator, I'm very proud to work alongside. So you the refuse support. to answer? Wow. Let me ask you the, the next question.
8: This guy has Obstant, the crisis please. at our southern border made Americans less safe? Yes or no? Senator. We
9: are dedicated to the safety. Has the crisis made Americans less
8: safe? I don't I don't want a discourse. It's a yes or no question. Senator, we have a challenge. of. You refuse to answer the question. Not Mr. Secretary. Let me show you how someone doing his job answers a question in a straightforward manner. Chief Ortiz. Is the crisis that is currently ongoing at the southern border making the border less safe for Americans and aliens alike? Answer, yes. One word, one syllable, three letters. That's how someone answers a question and does their job. You're being a politician misleading the American people. Let me give you a chance again. Will you show the same integrity Chief Ortiz shows? Is the crisis at the southern border making Americans less safe? Yes or no?
9: Senator, we have 260,000 You refuse to answer the
8: question. Let's move on. Guys, I'm real. security of the... Next American question, law. Mr. Mayorkas. Has the crisis made aliens so less safe? you have to deal with these people? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. So
9: you have to deal with them? We are seeking...
8: So you won't fuel. answer that question either? If you... It, it is... To, it's a yes or no. Has it made aliens so less safe? Senator, smugglers are exploiting... Has the crisis migrants. made aliens, yes, less safe? Are you willing to answer it?
9: Senator... The smuggling organizations. OK, you're
8: filibustering you're us- again. Let me ask you this question. How many migrants have died under President Biden?
9: Senator, your, your phrasing of the question
8: is actually quite misleading. How many migrants died in 2022? <laughs> no, it's, it's misleading. Um, it's pretty direct.
9: Uh, at our uh, approaching our southern border. Yes. Precisely why we are seeking to explore so this. Do you know the answer? Do you know how many died? I do not. Number. You do not. Of course you don't.
8: I know how many died. Eight hundred and fifty-three.
9: That is. Eight hundred
8: and fifty-three. And by the way. Here are the numbers that have died every year. You go back to 1998, you see it's consistently between 300 and 400, 304 to 300 and 400. Suddenly, 2021, what happens? You get in office and that red line are dead bodies. I've been on the Rio Grande and I've seen dead bodies floating there who've drowned because of your refusal to do your job. You don't even know how many have died. What do you say to the Texas farmers and ranchers who find pregnant ladies dead on their property, who find toddlers dead on their property? What do you say to them? I say that is
9: why precisely we are taking it to the smuggling organization. But you are not. <laughs> that
8: is simply not true. <laughs> Number two, it is but why l- l- we Let l- 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 me read from the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal two weeks ago ran an article entitled, It's Like gra- a Graveyard, Record Numbers of Migrants Are Dying at the Border. The story begins with this chilling line, quote, Eagle Pass, Texas. Local officials keep a refrigerated truck to hold the bodies of migrants who drown in the currents of the Rio Grande while trying to cross the border into the U.S. Mr. Chairman, I ask unanimous consent that this article be entered into the record. Let me ask you a different question. How many children have been sexually assaulted by human traffickers under the Biden administration?
9: Senator, this is precisely why we instituted- I I, I don't want a
8: lecture. It's a question. How many children have been sexually assaulted by human traffickers under your administration?
9: Senator, this this is exactly why on January 5th, We do you you know, how many
8: do you know how many children have been sexually assaulted? This is why we. you're going to refuse to answer that question as well. Let's move on. It's obvious you've been instructed to Stonewall. So I'm not going to let you. You don't get to Stonewall and filibuster. Now, one of my Democratic colleagues before said the Democrat talking point, quote, this problem didn't start under Biden. That's I look I get if you're a partisan spinner you got to figure out something to say about the absolute catastrophe that has played out under the Biden administration. True or false secretary Moricus? 2020 was the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years is that true or false.
9: It is certainly the lowest level of immigration in many, many years. And what was it okay, fine. in 2020? What was it, Senator, in 2020 that impacted the entire world, including the United States? <laughs> OK, so uh, your testimony
8: was- is the reason we had the lowest rate was COVID. It had nothing to do with building the wall, nothing to do with any yeah, catch and release, nothing to do with remain in Mexico. With all respect, Mr. Secretary, that answer is laughable. And in fact, if you look at illegal immigration, let's look at... <laughs> CBP no encounters, oh, you can see, 500,000, 500,000, 500, it drops to the lowest level and boom, what happens? You show up and that <laughs> red line is up. you. That red line is Joe Biden. And you're claiming nothing happened, oh gosh, th- this was here before us. No, you made the decision to allow this to happen. Let me ask you, we now have over 5.5 million people who've entered this country illegally under Joe Biden. How many murderers have you released into America?
9: Senator, I'm not aware
8: of any murderer whom we've... So you don't know?
9: The, into,
8: Senator, let me say that, right? something. If Do you, you know? If you take a look at... No, no, you, you don't get to give a speech. Do you know how many murderers you've released? To, I'm just
9: trying to answer your question, How many rapists Senator. have you released? Well, then give a Senator, number. I'm trying to know? answer your question. You can answer, I know, or I don't know. Senator, any individual who poses a public safety threat... How many child molesters have you released? and removed into the United States, from the United States.
8: So your testimony under oath, subject to perjury, is that you have not released any murderers, rapists, or child molesters among the 5.5 million. Is that your testimony?
9: Um, Mr. Chairman, may
8: I have the opportunity to- No, you may not. You may answer my question. You're, you're not Is that me. your testimony, yes or no? Senator, you're not allowing me to answer your question. I am allowing you to answer. I'm not allowing you to filibuster.
9: If, if you take a look at the, the pace of immigration in 2018 to 2019, you're refusing you to answer. Let's Democratic, move on. Let's move on to
8: gotaways. Gotaways are the people that get away that you know about. Now, what happened under your administration? Gotaways consistently down at this low line, boom, you get in and they go from below 180,000 to 600,000. Now, I'll tell you this about a gotaway, you don't know among those 600,000 a year, you have no idea how many are murderers, correct? That's right.
9: That is precisely why the number of gotaways- Do you
8: know how many of those are murderers?
9: (coughs) That is precisely why- So you refuse
8: to answer the question. You know how many are rapists? Do you know how many are rapists? This is a question. You're a lawyer. You know how to answer questions. Of the 600,000, do you know how many of them were rapists? Senator, this is why we are... So, again, are... the answer is no. Let me ask you this. Do you know how many of them are terrorists? And I don't want to... Senator, here's my lecture on this. Do you know how many of the 600,000 Godaways were terrorists? Yes or no?
9: Senator, we are focused on the... You refuse to answer <laughs> that as well.
8: What's the result of massive gotaways? Well, one of the results is drug overdoses. And we now have, last year, over 100,000 overdoses who died, the majority from Chinese fentanyl streaming across the border. Now, you told Senator Cornyn, you care, but look what has happened under your policy. When you open up the border to the worst illegal immigration in our nation's history, people die. You claim you care, Mr. Secretary that is a lie you know some months ago karine jean pierre stood up at a white house briefing and said people are not just walking across the border was she telling the truth
9: senator you are was she telling so the truth so profoundly disrespectful was she
8: telling the truth two
9: years okay of y- y- you, y- you
8: get to answer <laughs> questions no one cares. You know about your Egypt,
9: service senator. I served as a federal prosecutor. All right, you're for refusing eight. to answer. No if you look
8: at, she was lying. And she was not lying on her own, she was lying on behalf of the President of the United States. Now, uh, the photograph of people walking. She was lying on behalf of the President of the United States. This is a photograph from just one day along the Rio Grande of hundreds of thousands of people walking across the border. You have allowed this to happen. The photograph that was before. What are are these wristbands?
9: I don't know what they are.
8: You don't know what they are. Mr. Secretary, you have just testified to the American people you're incompetent at your job because I've been to the southern border. And if you go to the southern border, along the southern border, you see thousands of these wristbands because the illegal immigrants wear them. The drug cartels, every color corresponds to how many thousands of dollars they owe the cartels. You have turned these cartels into multi billion dollar criminal organizations. And these are modern day leg irons because these are children being sold into sex slavery. And you don't even know what they are. That is astonishing. Mr. Secretary, how many children have been sold into sex slavery under your administration? Senator, we are taking
9: it to the cartel. How many children have been sold
8: into sex slavery? In an Do you, you know how many children have been sold into sex slavery? To an unprecedented degree. Mr. Secretary, I want to say to you right now, it is your behavior is disgraceful. Because the, the mic deaths, drop. the children assaulted, the children raped, they are at your feet. And if you had integrity, you would resign. And I will tell you, the men and women of the Border Patrol, they've never had a political leader undermine them. They despise you, Mr. Secretary, because you're willing to let children be raped to follow political orders. This is a crisis. It's a disgrace. And you won't even admit this human tragedy is a crisis.
1: Bang. Wait for oh. it. Wait for Laming it. I mean, one minute time, Mr. Secretary, would you like to respond to any of those questions?
9: What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it.
8: Your refusal to do your job is revolting.
1: <laughs> Live from Studio 6B, that is an ass whipping.
6: We're back. Wow.
1: the blues on a wednesday night despite the u.s blowing through the 31.4 trillion dollar debt ceiling in january the leftist white house still refuses to reduce spending while our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand maybe it's about time that we all pull ours out not be a great time to diversify into gold with birch gold in times of high uncertainty and instability gold remains king because it remains dependable Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word America. Send it to 989898 and claim your free information kit on gold. Then you can talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Think about this. To dig your country out of the mountain of debt, every single taxpayer right now would have to write a check for $247,000. And it's only getting worse. That's the scary part. Protect yourself with gold today. By texting AMERICA to 989898. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Countless five-star reviews. You can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text AMERICA to 989898 and do it today. 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. I'll tell you what's going on mm. with the... We talked a little bit yesterday about the dollar. And... Um, Before we get to sports just as a quick follow-up i saw this today saudi arabia enters trade alliance with china russia india pakistan and four central asian nations saudi arabia has entered a trade alliance with china russia india the brics china russia india pakistan and four central asian nations moreover the development arrives after news of the first yuan settled energy trade so they've already now done one First, yuan-settled energy trade, further lessening international reliance on the U.S. dollar. Mm. Specifically, CNBC reported that Saudi Arabia's cabinet has approved a recent memorandum to take steps towards joining the China-led security bloc. Additionally, the report notes that the move strengthens Riyadh's eastern ties and a further step away from U.S. interests. So, and I only bring that up because when it relates to gold, I think gold is going to be also one of the things that becomes very, very popular right now. Uh, Within this group, this alliance, especially if they start using the yuan, I think they're also going to use gold. So, I think some of these commodities, as I've told you, they've been set up for, I think, a pretty bullish run here over the next year or two years could be longer than that with some of what's going on in the world and this move to get away from the dollar because Biden's asleep at the wheel and they're just all incompetent. So, all right, let's do some sports sports is brought to you by our friend, Mike Lindell, my pillow, slash LFS six B for all the best deals for the LFS six B audience. Anybody that's bought a my pillow 2.0 starting to, well, I won't start it today because maybe some people bought it, you know, last couple days. So, Let's be fair here. How far should I go back? Let's say uh, like Monday? Yeah, Monday. So starting Monday or last Monday? Last Monday. Last Monday. We'll oh,
2: slick Rick, I bought it. Friday. All right, so let's
1: go from last oh, yeah. Monday. If you bought my pillow 2.0 or the mattress topper, which makes you feel like you're floating on a cloud, by the way, mm-hmm. that's also a 2.0, brand new technology in that. Send the receipt to LFS6B at Yahoo.com. So it's got to be dated from last Monday, which was the uh, twenty, I guess, 20th. Uh, and then we'll go through to, I guess, Father's Day. I said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, send the receipts there, and then we'll, and tell me what you want for a shirt, what size, where are the address. Give me all the information so I don't do a lot of back and forth, um, and we'll send you out whatever you
2: want. So, all right, slick so Rick, let's do some sports. Okay, let's get to the NCAA Women's women's NIT semifinal in action tonight. Actually, both just went final. Columbia, 77-70 over Bowling Green. Moving on to the final, and... Kansas, of course, Kansas, great basketball uh, state. 61 36 over Washington. So we got Columbia and Kansas for the ladies going to the NIT. Of course, the uh, Final Four is coming up as well for the ladies. And uh, we got NBA action right now. The Bucks 140 119 over the Pacers. The uh, Nets lead the Rockets 89 87. Knicks over the Heat 74 71. And the Sixers as well over the Mavericks 74 71. Those games are both in the third. At the half, Lakers lead the Bulls 59-51. And the Grizzlies trail the uh, Clippers 72-64 right now. And then uh, 58-56. Pistons over the Thunders. And at the half, the Jazz lead the Spurs by two. 64-62. NHL over to the ice. Panthers and Maple Leafs in a good one. End of two. Tied at one. Islanders and Capitals. End of two. Tied at one. No, We got something going here. And the Wild and Avalanche, that tips off at 10. Out in snowy Colorado. Colorado. All right, Big D, get to a couple of quick stories here. We got the uh, pitch clock shaved 26 minutes off MLB spring training games. This is Jesse Rogers of ESPN. The use of a pitch clock shaved 26 minutes off spring training games this spring compared to last year as Major League Baseball is set to use it for the first time in the regular season beginning Thursday. Games lasted 235 this spring compared to three hours in one minute. Uh, in 2022, as pitchers were given 15 seconds between pitches to throw the ball when the bases were unoccupied and 20 seconds when runners were on base. MLB regular season games averaged three hours and three minutes last season. So they're looking to shave a little time. I'm good with shaving a half an hour. These pitches, they take too darn long sometimes. I understand when a guy's on base, you want to kind of hold them, but it gets a little bit much. But yeah, the reduction uh, in games is in line with experiments done in the minor leagues with a pitch clock over the past several seasons. Spring games were also 35 minutes shorter than the World Baseball Classic games, which the didn't use a clock, even though there were more run scored per game in spring training than WBC 10.2 to 9.9, so all in the numbers. Enforcement of the clock was a major storyline during the spring. A ball is added to the count if a pitcher is found in violation of the clock. If a hitter isn't in the batter's box and ready to hit with eight seconds remaining, he's given a strike. So there's two sides to this. Violations for hitters and pitchers decrease week to week during spring games with a slight increase at the end. So I think they're onto something. Sometimes watching baseball is as bad as watching grass grow. I mean, you Really, it just there's too much time in between. So I like the new pitch clock. I think it's gonna be good to speed up the game a little bit. Hey, they have it in all the other sports, they gotta play by the clock, right? So why not why not baseball? And uh we got time for one more big D or we've gotta roll you got time. Go ahead. Okay. Well, we got a little Hall of Fame news here. Finals Finals rivals Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade, headlining Hall of Fame class Sean Keene and Yard Barker. Dirk Nowitzki, uh, which everybody knows, great player uh, with the Mavs, and Dwayne Wade had intense battles in the 2006 and 2011 NBA Finals. Now they'll be going into the Hall of Fame together. Wade won titles with final, uh, and final MVP in 2006 when his Miami Heat defeated Nowitzki's Dallas Mavericks, and Nowitzki returned the favor in 2011, upsetting the LeBron James Chris Bosch Wade, the Heatles team, they, they called them, right? But by the end of their careers, it was all love. Each player retired When from the 2019. I can't believe they're already retired. Four years, these guys. And uh, they're going in. The Hall of Fame is a uh, ceremony. That's in August 12th in Springfield, Massachusetts. That's a great ceremony. A few other players going in. Tony Parker. Remember Tony Parker from France on San Antonio Spurs? <laughs> He's going in, too. So, uh, good stuff. Anyway, Big day. that's a wrap in sports. Throw it back to you with two to go.
1: All right, very good, Slick Rick. So someone just forwarded me an article from Fox 8 that's entitled, Local Suspects Accused of Threatening Steve Bannon Event, Crashing into Sewage Tank, East Palestine, Ohio. Really? A man and woman from Northeast Ohio are due in court later this week after an incident Tuesday in East Palestine while political talk show host Steve Bannon was in town. Police say Alfred... Uh, Ferrara of Cleveland is charged with inducing panic and resisting arrest after threatening to shoot up the restaurant where Bannon was hosting his syndicated show. Ferrara and companion Mary Schroeder of Hudson then drove to the village's water and sewer plant where their car got stuck in a tank full of raw sewage and human waste police provided wkbn with photos of the car and schroeder covered in well both are also charged with criminal trespassing and are sitting in the columbia county jail
2: Uh, swamp rats well
1: that's crazy i'm i'm you know what i'm gonna go on a limb here and say
3: they're probably democrats all
1: right we'll do news with rick when we get back crazy town coming up is this english coming up Matt Gates coming up. Lots coming up. 6b on a wednesday night real america's voice lots to get to here i'm not going to show it but if you have uh, if you're on social media it's i'm sure it's somewhere on getter definitely on twitter go take a look at the exchange tonight between jamal bowman this lunatic from new york and thomas massey who is you know one of the smartest guys in serving this country and the exchange of this lunatic bowman screaming about gun control in the halls of Congress, and Massey comes up to him, says, "What are you yelling about?" And then they go back and forth over gun control, and this guy loses his mind. Massey's trying to civilly have a conversation, and uh, as Daniel Horowitz points out, Proverbs twenty nine nine says, "When a wise person takes a foolish person to court, the fool only shouts or laughs, and there is no peace." And that sums up pretty much Great their point. exchange. So true. go check out that exchange; just wild. All right, let's do some news with uh, Rick Delgado. News is brought to you by Early Treatment Men's. Then we'll get to Crazy Town. What's going on?
3: All right. Well, this is interesting, and this this jumps back to a, uh, a what even is that I've <laughs> I've done a few times over the course of our show here. Uh, Musk, Elon Musk, that is, has signed a letter requesting a six-month moratorium on advanced AI. Yeah. I think he sees the writing on the wall too.
1: No robots. <laughs> no <laughs> robots jumping up and down with guns. No we don't want robots
3: yet. running around gathering up the people to use them as batteries. Uh, <laughs> Tesla, SpaceX, and Twitter CEO Elon Musk, WEF, Yuval Noah Harari, and Apple Steve Wozniak are among the 1,100 signatories to a letter to pause. AI more powerful than GPT-4 for a period of six months. It should be noted that the signatories in many cases are the ones behind the development of the very transformative AI technologies they now fear. I guess maybe they're seeing what they're doing. They're like, I don't think we can stop this. Uh, Musk told an audience at his Tesla Investor Day 2023 that the industry may need some regulation. He added that he fears he may have done some things to accelerate it. This cannot go well. This, this, this does not have a good ending. The letter advances the notion that an AI summer in which we reap the rewards, uh, engineer these systems to clear benefit for all and give society a chance to adapt. Again, this doesn't sound good. Uh, it It also proposes a wish to avoid unintended, potentially catastrophic effects on society, like being gathered up and used as batteries. However, the letter also suggests that not so comforting solution that the government, that won't go badly either, should intervene in such a pa- if such a pause is not enacted quickly. So now governmental intervention becomes the only way Great. those involved can stop themselves. The article asked, this is from Uncovered DC, it seems very odd unless they know that they are too far gone to control their own impulses, or even more terrifyingly, the technology itself. So... Think about let that one marinate for a few moments as you think about think about all the movies, the Terminator movies, the Matrix, all these movies where the robots say I robot where they all decide, you know what, you naughty humans are the problem. We're going to fix the problem just like uh, Age of Ultron. Uh, It'll be a world of metal. The letter calls for the six-month pause on the power, powerful AI research uh, while referencing another petition letter from 5,700 signatures de- dedicated to to stopping some other AI um, uh, future-of-life institutions uh, information coming out. The 23 AI principles were conceived at the 2017 SLMR conference Uh, The Future of Life Institute, whose organizational focus is on the governance of transformative technologies. Again, as such, one of the primary purposes of these conferences was to develop a set of principles to limit the harm of advanced AI experimentation. Uh, I I don't even want to read any more of this because it's it's scaring me.
1: All right. Crazy town time, (laughs) Aaron, if you can fire it up here. Joe, passionate. Oh, no. Hold on to your seats. Oh, oh good. No, no. Joe, passionate about democracy.
2: Roll that. Hold on to your seat if you have one.
3: <laughs> Is he going to fart? Leon.
10: on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that <yeah, good> sinister <laughs> laugh. Shall I begin? Sounds like me. Hello, everyone. Let me start by apologizing (laughs) for the slight cold I have. That's the only thing that's happening to me these days. To deliver on commitments you made to each other and to our peoples, for the first summit of, from the first summit of our democracy. And here's what I hope everyone gathered here. We're seeing real indicators, real indications. And it's not just the United States that's that's delivering on our commitment and demonstrating power of the power of democracy. Angola. To have well-established democracies of people making real changes to protect and strengthen their democracy. Huh? Look, all we know—it's not easy. It's not. <laughs> it, this has never been easy. Democracy is hard work. It's calculus. We have to continue our efforts to advance the rights and dignity, and I emphasize the word dignity, of all people, including women and girls. You know, because wherever women and girls are under threat, democracy, peace, and stability are at risk as well. Got it. Moreover, when we, we advance equality and racial justice we're in, and invest in young people, protect the LGBTQ plus uh, uh, individuals, our societies are not only fair, but they're stronger and more successful. Okay. Working in close cooperation with the United States Congress, we plan to add another $690 million for new funding for the presidential initiative over the next two years. Oh. We're creating a new Bureau of Democracy, and Human Rights and Governance at USAID to implement many of these funding commitments to uh, enhance our support for democratic issues globally. Mm -hmm. You know, one key focus of our our democracy work will be in making sure that technologies can continue continue to develop that are used to advance democratic governance. US taxpayer dollars should not, should not support companies that are willing to sell their products to abate human rights and violations, of, and, uh, excuse me, uh, 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 abet human rights violations. <laughs> and as you can probably tell, strengthening democracy is a subject about which I'm somewhat passionate.
1: Oh, you see? All of
10: us are making the choice to be leaders of our world and what our world needs. Thanks to the Republic of Korea for stepping forward to host the next summit of, for democracies. I look forward to all of you, uh, each one of you, to hearing from you. And I know uh, I'm not going to turn, uh, turn this uh, over to uh, the president of Slovakia. Madam President, it's all yours. Oh, boy.
3: Ooh. That was very passionate.
1: Yikes. Man. Rough yes. one there, Joe, not feeling good and just. Oof. Sounds like you, Slick Rick. Yeah. You're
2: right. Yeah. But at least I sound like I have a brain when I talk. That guy's like, forget <laughs> it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time. Uh, well, it
1: only went downhill for the, you know, and I mean, I know he doesn't feel good. So, and he's 80 years old or whatever it is. So, it didn't That's get true. any better from there. Oh, there's more. Cut four. Uh, cut four. <laughs> Now, I really need you to listen hard here. Really listen hard. Cut four, Aaron. Is this English? Roll it.
10: Across our country have framed the flame of liberty and fanned it and started to flicker in Athens a thousand years ago, and now it burns brightly here. You want that? Uh, <laughs>
1: do you need that one one more time, Slick Rick? Or you think yeah, you got I, that one? I
2: can't. We something about framing a flame.
1: One more time, Aaron. Cut four.
10: <laughs> Across our country, have framed the flame of liberty and fanned it, and started to flicker in Athens a thousand years ago, and now it burns brightly here. <laughs>
1: Let me know in the chat. Let me know in the chat if you think that's English. If you got that sentence, let me know. I will uh, track that here. Sounds Greek to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, could be. So, uh, all right, a couple other things I want to get to. Wow. Matt Gates today had um, that guy who runs that outfit over there Oh, yeah. oh nice. and General Mark Milley in front of him, if you could put up my screen, Aaron, and here's how, here's how that went.
11: You told Senator Schmidt yesterday that if the 8,000 plus service members who have been separated from the military due to the vaccine mandate want to reapply, that they're welcome to do so, but that you would do nothing to solicit their reapplication or to incentivize it. Why is that?
7: I think it's incumbent upon the individual to, to make that decision and reapply. It. The mechanisms are there.
11: Yeah, but why don't I mean You're overseeing a recruiting nightmare in our military right now. These are 8,000 patriots. And by the way, your department broke the law in administering the vaccine mandate. And that's not me saying so. That's the inspector general for the Department of Defense who wrote on June 2nd of 2022, we found a trend of generalized assessments rather than the individualized assessment
7: that is required by federal law. The department did not break the law? Uh, the so the DoD.
11: Mand- so wait, wait, wait. The You mean the IG mandate, is wrong? You think the, the IG is wrong?
7: He says he broke the, law. the Lives of a number of. Uh, of- well, it
11: ruined the lives of a number of people too, and it ruined the lives of people who love our country and want to reenlist. Let me ask you this question: If we direct you by force of law to reengage and incentivize the reenlistment of these folks with full back pay and rank, do you have the capability to follow that instruction?
7: You put uh, provisions in the law. Uh, to enable those uh, those people to to uh, those former service members to reapply in accordance with the service man service. Good. Uh,
11: well, we will do that just like we had to put the repeal of the vax mandate in the law. And I get the sense that the only reason you're not reaching out to these folks is pride. Because otherwise, they would be totally able to serve. And it seems that your personal pride is getting in the way. So going from the deeply serious things that we're not doing, re-engaging these 8,000 folks, to the deeply unserious things that we are doing, go ahead and put up the first slide. I, I guess my question is, how much taxpayer money should go to fund drag queen story hours on military bases?
7: You know, drag, drag queen story hours is not something that uh, the department funds.
11: Wait a second. That's actually not what the record seems to suggest. You were going to fund one at Ramstein Air Force Base. That one got canceled, but that's DOD insignia. That's a drag queen story hour for children. Then also at uh, Malstrom Air Force Base outside of Great Falls, Montana, you had a, a drag queen story hour for kids. At the Joint Base Langley Eustace, you put on a drag st- Queen Story Hour on a Saturday for the first ever kid-friendly Diversity Equity and Inclusion Summer Festival and at Nellis Air Force Base you had the Drag U Nellis on June 17th. Who funded these things Mr. Secretary?
7: Listen uh, drag shows and, uh, are not something that the Department of Defense uh, supports or funds so. but wait, why,
11: why are they happening on military bases? I just, I just showed you the evidence. Why are they happening?
7: I will say again This is not something that we support or fund.
11: So you think hosting a drag queen story hour on a military base isn't supporting the drag queen story hour?
7: I stand by what I just said. But
11: but you may stand by it, but it's belied by the evidence over and over again. I mean, are you you aware of the uh, piece uh, Biden's military Air Force Base in Montana holds drag show drag queen story hour for kids in the Western Journal? Are you aware of that?
7: Again, I will but, but, say what I've said yeah, before. You're
11: saying what you're saying, but I guess it just doesn't comport with the facts. General Milley, this will be my last time to question you. You mentioned two years ago
1: that you want... All right, we'll finish, uh, we'll finish Matt Gates. when we get back. Another, uh... Oh. 13 to the hour, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Wednesday night. Slick so Rick's going to do a little more sports. Rick will do a little more news. I want to thank everybody in the getter. Chat's been fired up tonight. Already starting to get uh, my Pillow 2.0 purchases uh, sending me. Make sure, please, again, send me the receipt of what you buy. Give me the your, what you want off of 6bshirts.com, size, color, what shirt specifically you want, and your address. Without all of that, we can't fulfill the orders. So... Make sure you send all of that. Um, let's just quickly. And by the way, thanks for all the. E- I, I f- always forget to mention um, the emails I get during the show because it's hard to read them all. But uh, just got a nice email from Tom uh, out in um, Grass Valley, California. Tom, thanks, thanks for watching the show and thanks for your email. Uh, got some great stuff. Of course, Chef Tommy out there always sending me great stuff. Thanks to him as well. So want to always acknowledge the emails that we do get. Uh, let's finish Matt Gates real quickly here with Millie, and then we'll uh, we'll do some sports and news. Want we'll to throw this back up, Aaron, over here? Uh, here's the re- remainder of Matt Gates today.
11: General Millie, this will be my last time to question you. You mentioned two years ago that you wanted to better understand white rage, and so my question is this: Did you read this book? No, not at all. What is, well, it what, it, it is. I mean? a, what is white privilege? Is the book, and it's actually written by a DoD official. A senior official in diversity equity and inclusion and there are now hundreds of these books in dozens of schools and I wonder if you guys connect this to your problems with recruiting I've never read it never seen it um, I, frankly I don't even think about that stuff I think about put up the next put, go ahead and put up the think next about slide. The readiness of the force go ahead and put up the next slide please okay well in in the next slide this is a tweet by one of your employees in charge of diversity equity and inclusion and it's, it's patently racist. They say that uh, she had to give Karen the business, that she talks about caudacity, presumably of Caucasian people. So I guess, terrible. why does the. Mi- I, I, look at it. Well, why is that person. Look, you're so not going to an argument for me. That's terrible. It's wrong. She shouldn't be doing that, period. Should she be fired? I don't. That's a DOD employee, not U.S. military uniform. Do okay. I. Should they be I, fired? Should they
7: uh, again, as you heard in your uh, subcommittee here, uh, this, this incident was investigated and uh And, and they're courses. still
11: employed. Mr. Chairman, I have a series of unanimous consent requests since my time has expired. Good objection. Uh, first is Joint Base Langley Eustis holds drag show at Kid Friendly Festival. And the next is U.S. military defends drag show at largest training center as, quote, essential to morale. And the next is Nellis Air Force Base hosts first-ever drag queen show, essential to morale and readiness. That's a Breitbart piece. And uh, finally, Ramstein cancels library's drag queen story time for Pride Month following criticism. Objection, so order. Gentleman's time has expired. Can I just... Can I get copies of those? Because I'd like to take a look at those myself, actually. Take a look and, and find out what actually is going on there. Because I, that's the first I'm hearing about that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't <laughs> oh, read you those don't news stories. Well, I don't know what you're bottomless. talking about. I'd like to take a look at those because I don't agree with those. Well, they're I now think, in I the official record. I think those shouldn't be happening. Period. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that admission.
7: Great. I would like to point out, uh, Chairman, that uh, our, our students in DoDEA schools scored the highest on uh, the eighth graders and fourth graders scored the highest in math and reading in the country. So I want to thank uh, all of the all of our DODIA our professionals who made that.
1: Yeah, nice try, pal. <clears throat> nice try. After Millie put him on the spot, he's going to try to get something positive in there. So, uh, by the way, let me just be clear on the My Pillow offer. It's got to be our code LFS6B that you use. Please, I can't, can't fulfill <laughs> other people's <laughs> codes. It's got to be our code LFS6B. So, you
2: hey, can't blame him for giving it a shot. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. A yeah, they're
1: crafty it's out there. Be Come, our on. Code, so. Come on. Uh, let's do some sports. Speaking of our code, LFS6B is the promo code to use. My Pillow 2.0, My Pillow topper 2.0, and everything else that's great at My Pillow. LFS6B is the promo code. We appreciate when you use it. Slick Rick, what else is going on in sports? All right, just
2: get to a couple of quick scores here. Wrap up the night. Get the Nets over the Rockets, 119-112, NBA, thirty one seconds to go in the game. There, Knicks lead the Heat, one hundred ninety two. That's also late fourth. 76s in the Mavericks. Good game. 101-98. The Mavs lead the lead Philly. 8 to go in the fourth there. 76s, uh Bulls, excuse me. 76 to uh trail the Lakers 87-76. Clippers right now, 96-95 over the Grizzlies. Pistons right now, Trail the Thunder, 87-80. NHL action. Maple Leafs up two to one over the Panthers, late third. Islanders and Capitals still locked in at one, six and a half to go in the game regulation there. Wild and Avs, 10 p.m. puck drop out in Colorado. Just got one one quick story to get to here. There we go. Uh, Daniel Suarez hit car in pits after race. fined $50,000 AP report from earlier today. Charlotte, North Carolina, NASCAR fined Daniel Suarez 50000 on Wednesday for hitting another vehicle on pit road following the race at Circuit of the Americas. That was on Sunday. The fine was classified as a behavioral penalty and cited contact with another vehicle on pit road after the race. Suarez hit both his Trackhouse racing teammate Ross Chastain from behind and then Alex Bowman as the cars returned to the pit road following Sunday's race on the road course. He spoke with Bowman on pit road after and leaned into Chastain's car to speak to his teammate through the window. It looked like he was trying to go right through him with the car. So it was very dangerous but he said he just thought I drove in and tried to drive through him. Bowman said, Daniel and I we've been teammates in the past, raced together a long time. I respect the hell out of him. I'm sure he is still not super happy. Just tried to explain that I wouldn't race him like that and uh, I was shoved in there. Suarez finished 27th in the race so he didn't have much to lose anyway. But uh, yeah, rough race there over the weekend. I'll tell you, these guys are hitting each other. It's like it's like bumper cars out there. And uh, that's a wrap in sports, Big D. Back All right, to
1: you. Slick Rick. Uh, let's do some little more news before we wrap And here with the news. Brought to you- by early treatment meds is rick delgado what's going on pal all right
3: i figure i figure uh, i figure i'd finish there with something a little bit funny you want to hear it yeah sure you uh chris christie tells new hampshire crowd that only he can topple
1: donald trump <laughs> <laughs> come on stop this fat ass is gonna to topple some crispy greens <laughs> that's easy. about it he could gobble them, maybe that's about it <laughs> put his fat ass back on the beach <laughs> i'm out Remember that? When he went there by himself?
3: He's toppling Twinkies. Oh, my God. Is he kidding me? The former New Jersey governor, Chris Christie, boasted to an audience in New Hampshire this week that unlike other potential 2024 presidential candidates, he's not afraid of standing up to the (laughs) ex-president. (laughs)
1: <laughs> christy <laughs> yeah okay
3: speaking in Goffstown in uh where was this where is he in new hampshire uh, monday <laughs> burnished his credentials by opposing trump by referring to his exchange listen to this he's living off his exchange with senator marco rubio during the presidential uh, presidential debate in february 2016 when he assailed the florida republican as an inexperienced politician christy who ended up dropping out of the race a week later after the debate and then endorsed Trump, told the crowd, you better have somebody on that stage who can do to Trump what I did to Marco, because that's the only thing that's going to defeat Trump. Meanwhile, Marco <laughs> Rubio stayed in, the, stayed in the race until the final months. Uh, that means you need to be fearless, he says, because he will come back and right at you. Um, Christie suggested that other 2024 hopefuls, such as former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley and uh, Ron DeSantis, as well as ex-ves- uh, ex-president, ex vice president Mike, Mike Pence, lack the backbone to call out Trump because it's not going to end nicely, he said, no matter what. His end will not be calm or a quiet conclusion. So there you have it from former New Jersey blowhard Chris Christie, who, if I you mean remember, yeah. uh, gave a loving, warmful embrace to President Obama on the tarmac before he ran to the beach to pop his fat ass in a chair.
1: I mean, he would, I mean, I mean, please, with this guy. <laughs> He's on ABC every Sunday sitting there pontificating <laughs> about nothing. I mean, he, he, he'll, he'll hug anyone on the tarmac who he thinks is going to yeah. give him even the time of day. He used to do it with Trump all the time. Yeah. You used to see him over there, back there. Uh, uh, yes, wait, wait what's next? What's next? And then as soon as, uh, as soon as they figure out that he offers nothing to the discourse at all, they say, "Get, get this guy out of here. Send him back to, to the beach."
3: Yeah, I believe he pulled as high as seven percent his last time out. Yeah. Oh, look, okay. Look for him to cut that in half.
1: Now, listen. I think there's a good argument and a good discussion to have that Trump shouldn't be running and he is right now, like it's 2016, because the landscape has changed. Um, and I think you could have that discussion, but Chris Christie's not going to make it. I mean, who cares what he thinks? I mean, no. please. And as always, we salute our military, active and active, police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines, all the farmers, all the truckers, everybody that keeps us safe, all law enforcement across this country. Uh, thanks, guys, on the show. Thank Aaron. Thank Fran. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow, 9-8 p.m. right here, at Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B.